Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> That. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl, go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Welcome to Special Teams, a production of iHeartRadio. and welcome inside Special Teams, our podcast that takes a look every week at a big year in the world of sports and the special teams that make it up. Now, normally we take a look at one team and how they've done over the course of one very special year, but going to get to play with the format here this week and next week a little bit and kind of get outside our comfort zone. Whoa. Jason Smith and Mike Harmon, Stretch. your genial hosts here, as we're going to take a look back at the special teams that made up the 2007 college football season, which is, you mentioned 2007, any college football fan, and they go, oh my God, it was the most insane season we have seen in quite a long time. The season that ended with LSU beating Ohio State to win their second BCS and third overall national title. But what we're going to do is we are going to spotlight and take a look at the special teams that were ranked second and lost that ranking over the course of the season because that's really the number one thing that people remember about this is some of the crazy teams that got as high as number two, couldn't keep it, couldn't keep the ranking, lost, and have moved on and really never gotten back to the high level they were at in 2007. Yeah, for some, that was the high water mark. And you talked about 40, 50 years before they reached that moment, all the excitement, anticipation, only to fall flat on their faces. I really thought we were going to do a Tim Tebow special. When you said 2007 football, and that's all you sent in a text to me, I said, great, we're just going to celebrate the life and times of Tim Tebow. <laughs> we did that in the other podcast. We did, we did, we did the other one for How the game. How about the abject misery of the first year of the Alabama experiment of Nick Saban. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know that that was that special, actually. I think that was... Well, for anybody that's fought him any time since, yeah. that was kind of special. Because well, it was the last time he was down and out. True. Well, no. He, well, he did take the Dolphins job. Remember, he was down and out. Well, I mean, he, he excised himself from the game. He actually said to the reporters, fellas, I don't know what to tell you. I'm not going to Alabama. And then, well, next of week course, and then he was there. <laughs> so this was season, he winking? Did he have his fingers crossed? Oh, I mean, behind him. Oh, no, I got it behind my back. So but what sorry. if he can't stretch? What if he has a labrum issue that doesn't allow him to put his hand behind his back? Uh, then you cross your toes. Then you put it in your pocket. Or you, 
You could do that as well. Yeah. Cross your eyes, could do a lot of different things. Uh, but there were no fewer than six teams that held the number two ranking overall this season that lost the number two overall ranking. Here's how crazy of a show this is going to be. USC, which had the number two ranking until their now famous 24-23 loss to Stanford and Jim <laughs> Harbaugh, really the game that put Jim Harbaugh on the map as a coach. I mean, that doesn't even make it. Right, you well, were forty-one point make. dogs. I mean, if we're going to talk about worst, I mean, biggest upsets in the history of football, I made mean, a forty-one point dog rising yeah. up. No, that was big. Don't, but they don't make it no. because USC. We've seen them be number two in the world. Yeah, in, in the world of college football. Before. They had their runs. They had their run. Uh, Oregon, who had the number two. Nope, not seen it. We've seen Oregon up there. Yeah, they, they were fine. Sure. Here's how big it is. Uh, the first couple of teams, South Florida. Remember, the Bulls got as high as number two in the very first BCS rankings. Matt Grothy was the quarterback who was just okay throwing the football, but running the football, he was able to be a good dual-threat QB, and South Florida won a couple of big games, and suddenly that first BCS rankings came out, and it was South Florida sitting at number two. They had beaten West Virginia, who was ranked fifth in the country up until that point, and suddenly that whole week, I remember the talk was, if South Florida runs the table, South Florida is going to play for the national championship. Dude, South Florida, man. Who the hell is South Florida? They can play for the national title. Well, but that's the beauty of it, right? When one of these stories rise up, it's like, all right, deploy all staffers. Figure out stats, where they're from. We're going to need a lot of graphics because suddenly the rotation is they're going to be in games that are being televised in a bigger way. Mm -hmm. I mean, they went in and absolutely thumped Syracuse. Yeah, that's a, that was. This is back when everybody thumped Syracuse. Forty-one ten, though. Yeah, no, but I remember, buddy. It was yeah, it was bad. Yeah, but but it was South Florida. No, I know. To buddy. Syracuse. I know. We've lost to Florida Central. We've lost to Central Florida. We've lost to Florida International. We lost to International Florida. We've lost the International House of Pancakes. We've lost to a lot of teams. Well, many people have been felled by a giant stack at the IHOP. <laughs> uh, you're gonna put the chocolate chips and make the smiley face on it for you. So South Florida, their first. Ranking at number two, the first BCS rankings, they are all the rage and then proving clearly that that pressure was too much for them. They lost the next three games they played, taking them right out of contention. <laughs> well, all right, here we know. go. Thanks for coming, South Florida. Thanks for being here. Well, you get up there sometimes, that jump up in class. Maybe you start reading your press clippings. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. I mean, the fact that the first loss was at Rutgers. Yeah. Rutgers ruining a perfect season. You don't hear that that often. At Rutgers yeah. in 2007. Uh, I don't think anybody was anticipating that right there. So Fl South Florida loses the ranking and then rising up Boston College. Now, this was a shock because, look, Boston College has never been even close to that, but they also have never had a quarterback like Matt Ryan. This was the season that put Matt Ryan on the map and turned him into the number three overall pick in the NFL draft. Jeff Jagosinski, who had a difficult time after right. this year. Boston College gets to number two on the strength of Matt Ryan, who was terrific. He decided to return for his senior season, and all he did was amp up his stock. BC had been on the cusp. They had been a pretty good team. And look, you're riding Matt Ryan's coattails. Of course, you're going to be pretty good. But this was the year. Boston College had a wide-open offense, you know, and, and Ryan really made his legacy in the Virginia Tech game. They had beaten Notre Dame, and Notre Dame wasn't that great, but Boston College beats Notre Dame, and, you know, that's a big rivalry, and they're riding high. They're losing to Virginia Tech 
10-0 with about three minutes to go in the game. Right, 10-0. They're shut out the first 57 minutes of the game, and you figure, okay, this is where it ends for Boston College at number two. But Ryan takes BC down. They score a touchdown. They get the onside kick. And then with 11 seconds to go, Matt Ryan makes a play that not only cemented his season, but really cemented his stock as this is a guy we got to get in the draft. He rolls out to the side. They're, they're 35 yards from the end zone, and it's a Brett Favre play. He rolls all the way out to the left, and he stops, and he turns completely back to the right and chucks it up to the end zone, and Andre Callender is open behind the defensive backs. He's a running back with 11 seconds left. He makes the catch. They wind up winning 14-10. to 10. It was insane. They put up two touchdowns in the final three minutes. And watching this game again, which I did going into here, that last three minutes was full of everything you wanted to see. And you could tell right there, hey, Matt Ryan's going to be it. But that throw was absolutely incredible. Well, it's the game that cements him the ice moniker that brought him into the into the pros, right? Where back against the wall, the number two ranking, all of these things that that can rise up and really make you a legend. And again, it, it was Tim Tebow's year. Everybody yeah. else was just playing for all right, who gets to play him? Right. right. Yeah. And in the end, he doesn't even make the make the championship game. But well it was about chasing them for the Heisman trophy. But it was about, You're but about, about the for the Heisman, Heisman. right? No, yeah. all of that that pageantry that goes through. But for Matt Ryan, you know, we're always looking for quarterbacks to rise. We do it every year and looking for those signature moments and what's going to separate on tape, especially now that everybody's a tape pundit. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Even, even as a oh, decade yeah. ago when Matt mm-hmm. Ryan was coming into the league, there were, there was a small fraction of the number of guys breaking it down. But this is three minutes on the field going, all right, game on the line, everything on your shoulder, just go get it. And you're not talking about uh, a group of support players that went on to illustrious NFL careers here on the offensive side, right? It's Matt Ryan carrying guys along. BC gets to 8 0. And then they lose to Florida State. That ends their perfect season, their run to the national championship. But Matt Ryan finishes his career that season, 4,100 yards passing, 31 touchdowns. He obviously, he goes number three overall in the draft to the Atlanta Falcons. And short of getting another Matt Ryan, this is never happening for Boston College again. They are trying to find the path to mediocrity as they try to navigate the ACC when, you know, obviously now, wait a minute, it's Clemson, it's all these other teams that we're trying to fight up against. And if we go to a bowl game at 6-6, six and six, that's a good year for us. Well, and that's the unfortunate, ever-shifting landscape of college football, though, right? Uh, my alma mater, Northwestern, consistently can win games. Going to take a step back, but are you ever going to get to that number mm-hmm. two and have your shot, right, where everything plays perfectly and every bounce goes right? For Boston College, this was that time. Recor- recruiting a quarterback of that caliber is just such a difficult proposition uh, in this game. But you can hope someone would transfer. Right, the graduate transfer oh, yeah, always, sure. always opens up possibilities. Could enter the transfer portal and see what's inside. Still waiting for someone to make the movie Transfer Portal. Transfer Portal. It would wind up being a horror movie, though. That's like a okay. player would step into the transfer portal and something would happen. They would get taken over. They would look and act the same on the outside, but they'd be different on the inside. Like a pod person now? Yes. There you go. Transfer portal. I like that. So there you go. There's the first couple of teams had their shot at number two and failed. Coming up next, the team that had the next chance at it. And 
regardless of whether or not they lost, this coach may have done the best single season job in college football in the past 25 years. We'll get to it coming up next here on Special Teams. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new natural hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the natural hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the natural hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulges your senses, and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. As we continue on special teams, the curse of the number twos, looking back at the 2007 NCAA football season, the craziest in recent memory. We're looking back at the teams that got as high as number two, shockingly, because you're going to hear their names and you're going to say, boy, that's never happening for them again. We went through South Florida. We went through Boston College. And next, it was Kansas's turn in a year that every minute we get more removed from this season, we go, just how the hell did this happen 
with Kansas. Kansas, who wins about two games a year, got as high as number two. Mark Mangino, the head coach, who everybody remembers him. Oh, he was the real big guy. And, big dude. And yeah. he was he was a guy that started out 11-0 and that year. Got Kansas as high as number two. They wound up finishing 12-1. and But before we get into the, what happened to them at number two, that's why I said a few minutes ago, Mark Mangino may have done the greatest coaching job in the last 25 years in college football because Kansas was a wasteland before he got there. And in his time, they go to four bowl games. They're bowl eligible in five of the eight years he's there. They were bowl eligible in five of the last 30 years before, before Mangino that, got yeah. there. All right. The best player they had was Aqib Tlaib, sure. right, who went on to a long career in the NFL, still in the NFL. The only guy to ever say, don't you know who I am to me? Ex- well, that's right. <laughs> well, you went to Kansas. So you kind of have to. Well, yeah. but yeah, yeah, you went to Kansas, didn't you? Whew. How'd you uh, make it out of there? On a at a Super Bowl event where you've got l- loud music and it, the person introducing him as he came down the blue carpet for that night did not enunciate whatsoever. So I don't know even know what I said okay. in terms of addressing him. He goes, "You got to know my name." I'm like, okay. Just kind of shoved you in front of my microphone. There's no. It was one of those situations. Like there's no, no briefing you. It's like this is a quib talib, right? Come here. No, so he got in my ear and Uh he just, you know, just reminded me. Okay. Because again, I mean, look, you're seeing all the like nobody's wearing a name tag. Mm -hmm. Sure. So it's it's like hi, my name. Hello, my name is Akeem Talib. So like, you know, you're putting most guys. You're trying to affix the name of an NFL player who's already in versus a guy who's going to be drafted. (laughs) And so it's just one of those circumstances. I felt stupid. I wrote him a note of apology. It's like, there was no disrespect. Oh, that's nice of you. That's really nice. That was cool. And the next time I saw him, it was all good. We laughed about it. Okay. But probably still hates me secretly, but that's okay. Uh, Todd Reesing that year threw 33 touchdowns. He was the quarterback of Kansas. He threw six in a 76-39 win over Nebraska. Again, that doesn't seem real that Kansas would do this. But 2007 was right around the time we started seeing the crazy teams out of the Big 12. The teams with the spread offenses, putting up a lot of points. Whether you ran a spread offense or not, it didn't matter. It was still where, look at all these points, where the Big 12 had always been 17-13 on a rainy November afternoon, but you're playing for the national championship. Well, we'd already seen it about a decade earlier when Joe Tiller started being all crazy at Purdue. Right. And then slowly that started to spider out. Yeah. This was like the epicenter of all that because you had Missouri, you had Kansas, you had Texas Tech, Oklahoma, all these teams that started to embrace that. And I mean, think about 76-39, Kansas, look, we've seen Nebraska take some thumps and lumps over the past few years, but 76-39 to Kansas? I mean, come on. That's where, if you're Nebraska, you go, uh, we've had to just get rid of our program. We well, just lost. We used to beat Kansas 76 to three. Well, but that was uh, the tough time, right? You mentioned Notre Dame a little earlier in the podcast. They were not exactly in the best shape. No. They're still the pageantry of Notre Dame. And I know it drove your buddy, Beano Cook Nuts because it wasn't. Uh, they, they weren't rolling along. <laughs> and I'm sure you had many conversations about where Notre Dame stood and, and like they're always front and center. But all your traditional powerhouses in that year and in the years surrounding it, they were navigating some choppy waters. But it still looked good on the resume because mm-hmm. to the casual observer, it's just a storied program. So you got them. Now, Kansas didn't play a lot of great teams, just the way the schedule went for them. But they go into a big showdown against Missouri. 
knowing full well that the winner of that game is going to be the number one ranked team in the country because Ohio State had lost earlier that day. I remember that game. It was it was a it was a night game. The weather was typical what you expected to be. It was cold. It was windy, and they were going up against Missouri, who was that good. Jeremy Macklin was a freshman on this team. Chase Daniel wound up a Heisman finalist. Sure. You know he was a quarterback in Missouri, and this was a game that oh my God, Kansas or Missouri is going to be the number one team in the country going into the Big 12 championship game. One of these teams could win a game and play for the national title, Kansas or Missouri. Now, Missouri has always been, hey, they've had some decent seasons, but sure. we're talking one game away from Kansas or Missouri <laughs> playing for all the marbles. The nightmare scenario, right? Oh. We are talking about uh, South Florida earlier. Man, this is where you even get into starting to rank teams and have these reveal specials and you include one of these names. And there's lots of executives, sweaty palms and wringing their hands <laughs> as to what's going to happen. Going, please. Wait a minute, we got to sell Kansas in the national title game? Yeah, I mean, Chase oh, Kaufman, the, the tight end, trying to sell him along the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that was going to be an easy sell. But Chase Daniel getting it done, man. He had that, that big efficiency rate and threw 33 touchdowns, so you could at least say, hey, high-powered. Chase Daniel in that game was it. Even though Todd Reesing played well, he threw a couple of picks, and Reesing didn't throw a lot of picks that year. Chase Daniel was 40 out of 49 for 361 and three touchdowns. Missouri running that big, wide-open offense. And, in fact, after the game, they asked the Kansas Jayhawks, hey, about Chase Daniel, all this stuff, and Aqib Tlaib said, we just sent that guy to New York. Like, we just sent him for the the Heisman Trophy. We just sent that guy to New York. He had that kind of game against us. Well, all the eyes of the nation on you, right? I mean, because this became the curiosity. At that point, it it was on the scroll, and you would see the record. Maybe you caught it, and if you were truly degenerate with dual remote controls, multiple TVs, watching all the, you know, or you had an eight box for your picture in picture. Otherwise, it was... All right, the curiosity, and then all of a sudden here it was front and center. So, yeah, a a game in that kind of spotlight could uh, propel someone into grand futures. So Kansas doesn't make it to the Big 12 championship game. They do beat Virginia Tech in the Orange Bowl 24-21, and Kansas actually got a first-place vote at the end of the year. When you're supposed to vote for the national champion, Kansas actually got a first-place vote because there was some debate as to whether or not, hey, with the crazy season that we had, are the teams that are playing for the national championship game in the BCS going to automatically get the votes they're supposed to get by winning that game? But only one person didn't vote for LSU. Seven times in nine weeks, a number two fell. Yeah. I think it was Israel Gutierrez, if I remember, was the guy who didn't vote for, who voted for Kansas uh, to be the number one team in the country. sounds right. So Kansas has an incredible run. They falter at number two. But this is where the story of Kansas gets really interesting, and it's just too bad. Because you would think at this point Mark Mangino could write whatever ticket he wanted to Kansas moving on. Like 12-1, and we won the Orange Bowl, I'm going to be here forever. Oh, sure. From a two-win team his first year to nine, ten wins, and then this storied season. But it ended for Mangino in 2009 amid talk of mistreatment of players. He had yelled at Raymond Pendleton after he jumped into the end zone against Central Michigan week one of this year. Uh, It got famous on YouTube as much as he was screaming at him because he kind of showboated his way into the end zone. Uh, He was accused of poking a linebacker, Artis Wright, in the chest and yelling at him before the Colorado game. Players didn't like him because he spoke to them disrespectfully. He had a lot of 
parking tickets as well, and the way he behaved towards people who gave out the parking tickets. I mean, <laughs> these are all insane. Don't you things. know who I am? These are all insane things that coaches really the old school. I'm going to get in a guy's face like that would never happen nowadays. One one instance televised on TV is all you would need for the coach to go, okay, I got to back away from things. But Mangino had a pattern of behavior and compounded it with a whole parking ticket thing and wound up getting fired. And he had to leave Kansas when this should have been the biggest success story possible. And maybe Kansas is still good all these years later. They had the fast lane for eight years with him. But this didn't end with, oh, here's the NCAA coming to town and we found all these violations. This was a coach couldn't behave the right way towards his players. And despite the fact of all the success, he winds up finding his way out of town. That that just baffles me that that happened. Took a couple of years to get back in the game. Then he was at Youngstown state and later a couple of years as a coordinator and tight ends coach at Iowa State but that you know you have to wonder if the if the word was out on him while this was going on because you would think that a guy who turns the Kansas program around would have his pick of jobs anywhere you know the hot just always there's always big ticket teams every year that are looking for somebody new and you would think at some point Mangino's name would come around where he would be seriously considered and would jump and it didn't happen Next wave of guys, right? I mean, that that's just it. Reputation, changing, changing times, more reports. Like the internet is unforgiving in these kind of things, right? 15, 20 years ago, stories are there. And like we've seen plenty of Bob Knight uh, biographies over time and clips. But if it's just the, the speaking points, those may be more insidious because it's a lot of behind the scenes talk as opposed to, all right, here's just the video clip. For Mangino, that became the end of it, and we just saw so many other coaches get their shots. So if you thought Kansas getting number two was really unlikely, wait till we tell you about the last team that made it to number two and fell victim to the curse. The game that cost them ended up changing the history of college football. We'll get to that coming up next. Jason Smith and Mike Harbin, Special Teams Podcast. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new natural hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the natural hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the natural hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulges your senses, and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. 
Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. Five teams that made it to number two during the 2007 college football season all bit the dust, but it looked like everything was going to go well for the sixth team because all they had to do was win a home game as a 28 and a half point favorite. That's it. And they couldn't. Nice and easy. The 2007 season for the West Virginia Mountaineers and head coach Rich Rodriguez came down to one game. One moment in time. Rich Rodriguez is the toast of college football. His spread offense that he instilled in West Virginia had become all the rage. In fact, there was many people who thought this guy was the best coach in college football at this time, taking West Virginia, a team that had middling success for the most part, like did pretty well under Don Nealon. Mm -hmm. They won some big games, but certainly they're not one of the powers in college football. And he turned them into one of the powers in college football. His spread offense, Pat White, Steve Slate, Noel Devine was a freshman running back on that team. They rolled up all kinds of offense over the course of this season. They really had hit their peak. Yes, they lost to South Florida, but that was their only loss. They won out to get to number two late in the season where all they had to do was beat Pittsburgh in the backyard brawl. They would play for the national championship. And Rodriguez, look, there were already rumors. Was he going to get a lifetime extension at West Virginia? But I remember that time, and I remember that being a big question that Rodriguez... West Virginia did what they wanted to do for him. And there were reports that he was getting too big for the program. And there was some concern that he'd be getting too big and be the most important person in the state. Uh, something which was kind of corroborated by John U. Bacon's book on Rich Rodriguez, his three years at Ann Arbor with Michigan. Sorry, spoiler alert. Rich Rodriguez went to Michigan after this. Um, <laughs> that there was some question with Rich Rodriguez. And, you know, was he someone who got too powerful and thought he was going to be able to stay at his alma mater forever because he went to West Virginia? Virginia, but instead after the season, they basically said, we've done what we wanted to do for you, so we took the jump to Michigan. But before that happened, all he's got to do is beat Pittsburgh in the backyard brawl. Again, 28 and a half point favorites. It's all he's got to do, and he plays for the national championship. That's it. Simple enough, right? 
which is why if it looks too easy on the calendar, you can't set it and forget it. This is not a Ronco product. You are not cooking a chicken. No roast chicken to go watch TV. Like no. Roman would say, but TJ, that's why they play the games. Still got to play your 60 minutes. And obviously hampered in this one as Pat White gets hurt. So it certainly changes the complexion of and your game plan and everything that you can orchestrate because he wasn't the most prolific passer, only about 1,800 passing yards Mm -hmm. on the year. But the run game and Steve Slayton, who would later go on to become a a fantasy hero uh, in the NFL, a guy we talked about a lot on fantasy shows. You did. Mm -hmm. I did. We all did. Uh, And then he disappeared. But Pat White, I remember he was so fast. He had those really, he was really tall. He had those really long, thin mm-hmm. legs. It didn't look like he was moving. Kind of a little bit bow-legged the way he ran, but he was unstoppable. You know, they figured out Rod, Rich Rodriguez said, okay, this is my system. I need the quarterback to make the right reads and make the right throws, and it's all about timing. And Pat White was clearly the best guy he had had. Now, again, they go into this game. 28.5 point favorites. They're at home. The Pitt Panthers are playing with their backup quarterback, Pat Bostic. I mean, they had everything they could possibly want in this game. But then, as you said, Pat White dislocated his thumb early in the second quarter. He misses most of the game. He comes back in the fourth quarter, but twice they had to go for it on fourth down against Pitt, and they couldn't make it in Pitt territory. They had nine first downs all day, when usually nine first downs is like a good first two drives for West Virginia. Wanstead, probably the high mark of his run. He had just Pitt gotten a well, contract right? extension yeah. like the day before. He got a three-year contract extension before they were going to go in and get blown out by 50 points. <laughs> well, you know, trying to, try to get, have that happy moment before a big burial, but at his alma mater, and, and well, then... We, we saw this one ground down. This is one that you turn back to in the fourth quarter and go, all right, well, did they score? Is there anything happening in this game? There's not a lot of excitement. <laughs> Again, nine first downs all day. They had five turnovers on fumbles. It was just the worst time to play your worst game of the season by far. Pat McAfee missed two field goals. That could have kept the game tied. LaShawn McCoy... Ran for 148 yards. He was the guy that helped Pittsburgh hold on to the football, mm-hmm. keep it away. I mean, this was LaShawn McCoy's game uh, before he turned into a star in the National Football League. And they wind up winning it 13-9 to over West Virginia. Pitt takes a safety on the final play of the game uh, to just cement it away because they don't want a block punt going in for a touchdown. And it's over. West Virginia, who was that good, rolling, it's over for them. And somehow Ohio State and LSU wind up playing for the national championship because of the craziness that involved West Virginia. Everything just kept falling off to the wayside. I mean, it's like the perfect storm where you think your season's done. You're starting to look at hotel and vacation packages to wherever the Big Ten was going to send you if you're Ohio State. LSU, obviously Matt Flynn in that squad uh, getting ready to roll up there was a, a quote from a an SB Nation article Owen Schmidt who was a fullback saying well you get through this whole series, season and then you get to the blank and last game and blow it against the blankiest team in the blanky blank <laughs> world in other words, still having some anger issues over what might have been. Well, yeah, you, this you're talking about you had that chance to go play for the national yeah. title, and instead you lost, you biffed it because you were beating the crap out of everybody, and you play your worst game here. 
I mean, it just it just didn't make sense. If it was on the road, I get it. Okay, they come up with a big one at home. If they had a good team uh, or they had a good quarterback, no, they're playing with their backup quarterback. I mean, even without Pat White, West Virginia should have won this game by three touchdowns, and they didn't. Well, you'd think the ingenuity, right? We always talk about the geniuses at work. Rodriguez here or McVay in the Super Bowl against the Patriots, that you're going to be able to figure out that one play call that is going to catch a defense off guard. And oftentimes, we see it's just the opposite. Defense rises up, and in this case, no matter what Rodriguez and company dialed up, uh, Dave wants it. All the pieces were in place. I got to bring that in because it actually uh-huh. worked for him here because he tried that line in Chicago ahead of a really bad season for okay. the Bears. Here, it worked against the Mountaineers and ruined their party. I mean, really, you could say that this was completely in line with the season that was with everybody being at number two and not being able to win. Certainly this game fits right in. I mean, you're talking about oh, 16 no, absolutely. Do it, but this was the loss. That, look, I get Kansas losing to Missouri and then Missouri winds up losing in the big 12 championship game to Oklahoma. I, I get South Florida losing, you know, I get USC losing cause you know, John David booty, you know, I get, I get all those and things. And the Cal I Bears. I, don't, I mean, they yeah. reached number two. That was the first time they'd yeah. been there since 1951. Not even with Marshawn Lynch. Look, there was so this many was teams. for set. And Longshore, Javid Best. Oh, Justin, Javid Justin Forsett had, a, had yeah. a nice little fantasy run there. And, and Deshaun year. Jackson was there. Yep. So, I mean, you had a, a squad there. But, I mean, first since 51. Like, that's one of the the themes. If you wrap all these in a big hug is they, these were all teams that they hadn't been there in mm-hmm. decades. Or maybe never, never got back again. South Florida didn't finish another season ranked until 2016. <laughs> I mean, look, that's you can say all these teams that have never been there, the pressure was too much for them. Because it's one year. Yeah. All these teams were there. Now, look, USC losing, that was early in the year, a couple teams. But once you South Florida is there, pressure too much. Boston College, pressure too much. You think know, a, Kansas, think about pressure too much. Plus, the, you had a good team you're playing against. All those people that were always happy for to be around the program. Mm-hmm. Think about it when you actually get good. Yeah. Right? Oh, we we help propel you. Like, mm-hmm. it's one thing. Hey, we keep the thing running, keep the lights on. Here's some extra access and, you know, dinners and handshakes and photos. Now it's like, hey, we want to be around the program. I mean, this is like happy and blue <laughs> chips. Hey, look who we got you. <laughs> now, this to me is the most interesting of all the games and all the teams because this changed the history of college football, right? If Rich Rodriguez wins this game and goes and plays for the national championship, even if West Virginia thought he was getting too powerful, there's no way he leaves. He wanted to stay. They would have given him something. You can't have a coach go to the national championship and then not give him what he wants and, and or sign him to a big contract sure. extension to make yep. him stay. So Rich Rodriguez stays and Les Miles most likely becomes the head coach of Michigan because they had talked. Les Miles said he told his players, look, the only job I'll ever leave for is Michigan. Right. And, and he even told Michigan, when you want me, call me. Like that was where he came mm-hmm. came up as an assistant. He was going to be the Michigan head coach. But Rich Rodriguez loses this game. So now what happens? LSU, when the dust clears, LSU finds themselves in the national championship game. So now if Michigan wants to hire Les Miles, they got to wait because Les Miles told them, yeah, I'll come, but I got to coach this game first. And Michigan really biffed the search and and it was just an awful time because look, they wanted with Rodriguez, who was terrible. But because Rich Rodriguez lost this game, Les Miles, 
couldn't leave. Like he could leave if they were playing in a lesser bowl game or you're not playing for the national championship. But he felt, I got to stay with my team. Michigan wanted an answer, wanted to have it done sooner. Les Miles said, I can't do it. So then they went on and they hired Rich Rodriguez to be their head coach. And we know how that turned out. Some of the worst seasons that Michigan has ever had. And Rich Rodriguez got fired and went on to have, you know, better success. But it should have been better for Rodriguez at Michigan. It should have been better from West Virginia. But this one game changes everything because then you're looking at Les Miles leaving LSU. Now who comes to LSU to coach? I don't know. How long does Rich Rodriguez stay at West Virginia? Does he win the national championship? Does he stay for a long time? Does he stay for one more year and instead gets a job at Miami or, or gets goes a to the NFL or goes to the exactly the, the college football and maybe the NFL changes forever because Rich Rodriguez lost this game, which he there's no reason why they should have lost. Boy, next time I see Dave Wanstead, I'm gonna go shake his hand and say, You changed more than a decade of college football. Think about this, coach. Uh, you know, and the thing is, I don't know that Dave Wanstead's gonna have a hell of a lot to stand on instead, except for that. I bet you if you look at him, you asked Wanstead and Rich Rodriguez, you said, Dave Wanstead, what's the biggest moment of your career? He would say winning that game. I mean, he went on to the NFL, won some games in Miami and everything, but he would say this game, this moment in time, winning that for Pitt. After getting the contract extension, knocking them out, that was some kind Probably, of way. Sure. And if you ask Rodriguez, what loss do you rue the most? Even though he went through all kinds of losses at Michigan, where there were a couple of years where Rodriguez started 4-0 and 5-0, and and had he won one more game or one rivalry game, he might have stayed. Had sure. he beat Michigan yeah, State no, one right. more time, he probably would have, okay, great. But I guarantee you it's this game. He would say, that's the game, because it was national championship, and maybe he wins, and he's got the biggest thing he could ever have on his resume for his entire coaching career. You got the word Rue in, too. So that's good. I like Rue. R-U-E. No, it's a good word. It's hard to get Rue in, unless I'm talking about actress Sarah Rue, which whenever we talk about Sarah Rue. I don't know. She's been in a bunch of stuff. We could probably shoehorn her in a couple of places. TJ, Sarah Rue certainly less than perfect in any conversation. Uh, Well, there you go. Nicely done. (laughs) Was that the Jamie Gertz vehicle? Is that, am I right, or is that a different show? No, Jamie Gertz was Square Pegs. Square Pegs. Square Pegs. Square Pegs. And then square, she was on a square something or later. I actually saw her recently in an episode of ER in my binge watching. Wait, what year was Jamie Gertz in ER? The year three. Oh, so this is like before her renaissance in Twister. I believe so. Oh, okay. Right about right concurrently, I think, when you get into the years. I'd have to like, look. All right, so for me, Jamie Gertz hit her peak. Lost Boys was her peak. And then peak. Oh, you know, come on. Jamie Gertz was fantastic. Ah, see, she had a great course. run. Yeah. And then it came down a bit and then she came back up because no one was expecting her. Oh, Jamie Gertz is in Twister because you remember Helen Hunt and the sure, you know, and the whole plot and Bill Paxton, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Before, oh, Jamie Gertz is the wife that, you know, is only going to be in this for about a half hour because Bill Paxton has to. Sorry, spoiler has to go back with Helen Hunt. Yeah. Well, there you go. And then she was on a, in a sitcom that played later on. I believe it was an ABC sitcom. Uh, so she had a renaissance there as well, now in the the mom category. So Jamie Gertz with a good friend. Well, when you, when, you, when you get older, you start playing the moms. That's how it goes. The heavier set guy and Jamie Gertz. Yeah. Kevin James. Right. And Liam. <laughs> so wait, somehow Rich Rodriguez is responsible for Kevin James's birth and comedy. There's a lot of stuff. Okay. 
It's all, right. all Rich Rodriguez and Dave Wanstead. <laughs> so that's the craziness of 2007, how it shook out, because Missouri lost in the Big 12 championship game to Oklahoma while West Virginia was losing to Pitt. This pushed Ohio State and LSU in. Uh, and as a result, Ohio State, who hadn't played the last two games, like they were sitting around for two weeks, yeah. waiting to see what would happen. Ohio State and LSU, because of these losses, they were propped up into the BCS National Championship game. LSU wins it. 38-24. They are your national champions. So when you look back at this year, you would say, okay, well, LSU won and they were a pretty big dynasty back then. You know, Saban, Miles, they won some games. They had great players going through things. You know, it seems all right. Well, that was a normal year, but really it was anything but. Well, just craziness. We mentioned it. Seven teams that got to the number two slot lost in, in a total of nine weeks. So just chaos. Normally we have a little bit of stability and on the back end it's like, oh, who's getting the number four vote? Yeah. Ah, no, no, which number two is falling and how far uh, week after week. I also remember back then there was no Big Ten championship game. So you were done before Thanksgiving. Yeah, Ohio State, we're right. playing uh, they, Michigan. Then what? They, uh, we're sitting around for a while. They played Michigan that year on the 17th of November. Didn't play again till January 7th. That's how it used to go. So there's our latest episode of Special Teams, The Curse of the Twos, the 2007 college football season. You have an idea for a future episode of Special Teams? Hit us up on Twitter at HowAboutAFresca. Mike is at Swollen Dome. Uh, you can hear our show every night, Monday through Friday on Fox Sports Radio, The Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. on the East Coast, 7 to 11 on the West Coast. We'll talk to you next week with another episode of Special Teams. Before you go, rate and review the show, whether you're listening on iHeartRadio, iHeartRadio apps, Apple, whatever it is. Give us a rate. Tell us you like it. We will love you forever and ever and ever. Special Teams is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.